guys, it's Shanice, aka Fly with Queenie, and I'm back with you guys for episode two of Travel Chat Repeat. I want to first and foremost tell everybody who listened to episode number one, thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule and busy life to listen to my podcast. Thank you to everybody who sent me a DM, text me, call me, whatever, just to let me know how proud you guys were of me and how great the first episode was. And literally the only negative feedback that I got from a few people was that the episode should have been longer. So my apologies, I did not know where to even begin with my first episode as far as time-wise. So I figured let me not go overboard and get, you know, have this thing running into an hour. I didn't want to do that. So because you guys gave me the feedback that it should have been longer, I promised you guys a part two of Huh? So You Don't Want to Go to Africa? And that is what we're going to be discussing today. So I'm very excited. I have three special guests with me today. One of them you guys may remember from episode number one. We have Brad coming to us from Michigan. We have Teresa from Washington State. And then we have patients coming to us from New Jersey. So I'm going to be talking with these three ladies and we're going to be discussing exactly what we were talking about on the first episode. But this time it's going to be a little bit more interesting because we have two different perspectives and it's going to just, you know what, just just listen. So we're just going to get right into it and just start, you know, talking about, um, why you know what our opinion is and why we feel that way so let's go ahead and get started with um patience we have patience on the line and she's actually african and what what country are you from nigeria okay nice and you're living uh you are in jersey um so what i am okay so what's your take on it like how do you feel about um African-Americans who don't want to go to Africa, or, or how do you feel about, you know, like, what's your take on Africans and their view of African-Americans? So for me, I, would, I wouldn't I would understand why any African-American wouldn't want to go to Africa. Um, the phrase African-American starts with Africa. And so I often hear a lot about individuals wanting to get back to their roots. I have too many friends that have bought an Ancestry 123 or a DNA kit wanting to know where they come from. Mm -hmm. And so the first step, I would say, in knowing that is going back to this country that you were taken from. Going back, understanding, looking at the culture, eating the food, talking to the people, being around the people. I think that's truly the first step in in getting back your birthright, understanding who you are, and just being connected as a people because that's probably another podcast episode, but the division truly between Africans or foreigners versus African-Americans. So I know that like in the, um, in the first episode, we were talking a little bit about um, how some Africans actually, you know, are not too fond of African-Americans where they feel like we kind of just, um, we just don't want to go back and we think we're better than them because we're here in America. Do you, like being Nigerian, have you ever heard that from people that are Nigerian or around your you know, family members or anything like that? That from about African-Americans, you mean? Yeah, African-Americans. So actually, I hear the opposite. Funny you mention that. Um, it's usually the Africans or Nigerians that are kind of snobbish or you know, we think we're better than you kind of persona. And I think that causes such a divide. 
and really negate this whole idea of wanting to get to know my people if my people are so nasty and they look down on me. Why the heck would I want to go there? You know what I right. mean? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. No, that that makes sense, and I and I think that it it really starts with both sides, kind of under trying to understand the other side, because at the end of the day, I mean, we're all one people, we're all black, you know what I mean? Um, we have Teresa, Absolutely. yeah, we have Teresa on the line with a different viewpoint on, you know, going back to Africa. So how how do you feel about it? So going back to Africa to me is I don't feel like Africa is my home, and I have done extensive and research over time, especially. I'm studying while I was in college and I got to learn a lot about the African-American roots here in the United States. And I feel that when we speak about going back to Africa, we're negating the journey that we took here in the U.S. Our people suffered through a lot and we went from being slaves to going into um, just different trials and I appreciate my history. And not to say that Africa is not important, but my people, our people, went through a lot right here. And I don't feel like going back to Africa is going to connect me better with anyone. I feel like I've already connected with my history. I connected with my ancestors because they are the ones that I, my my great-grandmother, my, my grandmother before her, they all were a part of that struggle. And I don't know how far they took it back, but I know that with my family, we would be, we was able to trace back to, I believe the early part of the 1800s and how our family started. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate those values that I learned at how our people strived. And we overcame so many different battles even to this day we're still overcoming those same battles but they're different so when i look at africa i don't look at africa as is it's not a part of who i am i look at it as that's where it may have started but our beginning started right here in the united states and that's where we 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 came from and we're, we're strong here so i have no passion to go back um, i'm gonna ask you a question um Teresa, if you don't mind this is brad <laughs> when um and it's this is going to be a, like, a really great, respectful conversation, so please don't ever feel like, you know what I mean, like it's like barging in on what your viewpoint or anything like that. Um, you bring up something that I thought was interesting when you said that, I, that it negates the fact um, of what we, you know, endured or what our people endured um, right here on this soil, right? Are you somebody right. who travels often anyway, though? I'm interested to know that because I want to know if you're somebody that travels to like Europe and Asia and to all of these other continents, but just don't have an interest to go to Africa particularly, or you do, would you just not be traveling back anywhere? No, no, I, I have traveled. I have been to El Salvador, Honduras, and Mexico into the, the Central American countries, and but that was due to the fact that I was married and my ex-husband was Salvadorian. Um, but going to Honduras was eye-opening for me because when we went down to the coast of Honduras, there were people darker than me, and they spoke a beautiful language out there. And I, I think my mouth fell open because I was like, "Wait, I didn't understand it." But at the same time, when I did find someone who was able to communicate with me in 
either Spanish or English, I got to learn a little bit about their history and how they were brought over from Africa and how they they thrived on that coastline of Honduras. And it was passionate to me to see that, hey, even though you didn't make it all the way over to America or made it all the way into Mexico or made it over to Peru or whatever, you still survived and you were still the stronger, you know, still the strongest ones out of all. We still made it and the culture was just beautiful. I love learning about them. Yeah, I, uh, Spanish countries are, um, I was surprised actually when I went to Colombia, Cuba, because they were black, <laughs> essentially they were black people, and like you said, they were dropped off earlier on the boat than we were, and so that's really the only difference, but I, I also think it's interesting, for me personally, um, that they came from Africa, and that they do have a different culture now that they were brought, you know, from hundreds of years ago, um, but it, I I think the the part of it that ties us all together, you know, as people is that we were all coming from one particular place. So for me, that makes me interested in going back to Africa because that's like the starting point. I, I don't feel like for me, America is our starting point because we were doing our own thing, living our own lives before we were taken from Africa. So for me personally, um, it starts back way before uh, America. How do you guys feel about like? I agree with that in a sense, but at the same time, I haven't. I I think my perspective, of whether people agree or not, taken. I I think it's it, it's a very extreme word to use when we were being bothered out, like we were traded for goods. And so when I went back in history, I was learning about how they was the bartering system went. And they bartered, our own people bartered us. Hey, I'm going to trade you for a cow. You're going to, my daughter's going to marry you for a pig or whatever. And so those things were being, we as a person, our own family were bartering us out. And so when the white men came along, we were bartered out until they had no longer had anything to, to barter at whatever. So then they start taking. I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but it was something that we as our own community we're already doing prior to them arriving. I'm not, I at all. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that no, you're, you're it didn't not, start with I'm it. Not, it's fine. Bartering a wife for a pig or a cow. So that's actually called a dowry. Um, it's not the same bartering system. And I'm giving you a good in return of a good. This is almost showing value or showing worth for. Uh, a wife, in a sense. And so that is very different from the bartering system that I would also respectfully disagree with and call slavery. When you come in with a new religion, a new language, weapons, and power, you're essentially leaving the other party kind of powerless and have to succumb to whatever it is that you do and say. Like, if I can't fight back, then that that's not an even trade if you're trying to get what I mean. That you're coming, you're taking what you'd like using whatever tools and methodologies it is that you have, and then you're doing whatever it is with that. So I just wanted to explain that piece of the dowry versus the barter or slavery. Yeah, I can I can definitely um, understand both viewpoints of that, um, and I want to take it back to 
what you said earlier when you said that, like, you know, the Africans are seen as snobby and, you know, like higher class than us. I've experienced that personally myself, and that is the exact attitude that I was given. And I, I don't know if that attitude was given to me by this African male because he thought perhaps I didn't know the history, perhaps I didn't care, or perhaps maybe he thought that I thought like I was snobby or something like that. So I think that also goes into a lot of why people want to go back or don't want to go back or go visit. I mean, because when we say go back, I'm not going there to live. I just want to go there to learn, experience the culture. And that could be a whole other conversation. Like if we would go back and live in Africa, you know, would we actually take that offer? So I, I can understand um, all the viewpoints of it. It just, for, for me personally, I just don't think that I would be doing my ancestors like they dreamed of being able to travel the world and being able to go back home and being able to do whatever they wanted to in this world and see and experience different things i would be doing a disservice it feels like to me to not be able to go back and experience that and recently i had a somewhat kind of this nostalgic feeling when we went to palenque and i got off the bus and they were just like welcome home i don't i, I don't feel that way where I am in America. And don't get me wrong, I got a really good life here and I'm not ne like neglecting anything that I've learned here, but just being around people that look like you, that, that you know, welcome you, don't even know you, and just having this warm feeling of knowing everything that our people have been through, but yet here we are. Although, although, although these races tried to, try to separate us, tried to, you know, rip us of everything that we had. Here we are today, still living, thriving because we were able to overcome. So for me, I, I felt that. Way. Say that one more time. Sorry, I said I was going to just add. I felt that way in St. Martin as well. Yes, yes. What was your experience like? Oh my goodness! Um, one, it was just excellent to be <laughs> on an island with everyone that looked like you. I didn't feel like I was on vacation, so to speak. I didn't feel like I had to be one way. I truly felt like I could be myself, talk to the people. I didn't have to code switch. I didn't have to look, you know, look a certain way, act a certain yep. way. Yep. I didn't yep. have to keep my wig on in the pool. You know, it just felt like, <laughs> 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 I'm having to keep that wig on at these other resorts so I don't look crazy. But right. I did it, three other girls did it. And when yep. the wig started clapping, I was like, yes, girl, let these cornrows breathe. <laughs> so can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you and, and I'm only asking because I'm curious. Because do you guys live in uh, prominent uh, African American communities here in the United States, um, or do you live in a, a mixed cultural? So I'm going to answer that question first. I, I, I'm both. Yeah, I'm Jamaican, but I spent 17 years of my life living in Arizona, where, as you probably know, it's a lot of Hispanics and whites. I was the only black person in a lot of my classes. Um, growing up in middle school, high school, I mean, it was like it was MLK Day and we were watching an MLK movie and then they would all stare at me because I was the only black person <laughs> in the class, you know. So it was I, I grew up in a, a mixed school and then I'm, I'm here in New York now where I, there's a lot of mixed, you know, it's a melting pot here in New York. So we have black people, white, Indian, it doesn't, you know, we have everything here. So I have... Uh, experience both ends of the spectrum, being the only black person and then also being in an urban community. And for me, I still have that want and desire to go back to Africa 
um, because for me, that's where um, my history comes from. They were taken and um, dropped off in Jamaica, and then my parents came here to America to have better opportunities. So for me, um, regardless of you know being in a white community and Hispanic community for the most part of my life, or being now here in an urban community, um, for me, I still when I was in Arizona and now still had a desire to go back to Africa and to see exactly where it started for me and my bloodline. I'll, I'll answer for my part. I'm in the military and they done placed my ass somewhere <laughs> that I absolutely hate. I mean, I hate it. It is, I am probably the only black woman around my age like that's in this motherfucker. I hate it, right? But, that's where I am now, but I, because I am in the military, I've lived in a lot of different places, <clears throat> and I have, like, I didn't grow up in any predominantly, like, black, um, that's, like, rich or just, you know, living above poverty where I grew up at, was the south side of Georgia, like, this small city in Georgia, and we were poor, poor as dirt, poor as, you know, everything, so for me to feel like I grew up like shit, right? I can't even imagine having to endure what my ancestors did. So for me, I think going back and seeing what lives are like now, right? And I'm sure it's not the same as it was four, 500 years ago, but going back now and seeing what it could have possibly been, I could have possibly been in Africa. You get what I'm saying? Like, so for me, just to be able to see and touch the soul, because I know, like, even when I come to America, after I came home from Germany and from my deployment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm home to be back in America. Like, literally kiss the ground because there's nothing like being home. So I definitely understand when you say that your life is here. Like, yes, this is our life here. But I still feel a strong connection to Africa. Like, it, and, and I don't, there's, and I honestly didn't even recognize it until I got older. When I was younger, I didn't care about none of that shit, right? But. <laughs> Now that I'm older, now that I read, now that I research, now that I learn, I, yeah, I, I, it, I mean, not the plane tickets is half for me, but like I know, <laughs> I will definitely, I'm going to go. Like, there's no, I don't have, there's no reason why I feel like I would travel to Europe. I want to go to Asia. I've been to a lot of different places. Why not? Why not go to Africa? I, it, it just doesn't make sense as a traveler. It doesn't make sense to me. So for me, I've also lived in both um, affluent black communities and <laughs> in Arizona where <laughs> sometimes I'm one in a hundred thousand. Um, I wonder if you ask that to say, you know, have you experienced only kind of, you know, underserved, poorly kind of socioeconomic communities or been around affluent like African-Americans yeah. that might have been born here? Um and yes, both, and it, it makes no difference to me. Um, I think both experiences are unique. I think you can learn from the underserved, you know, those communities that are getting gentrified, the hood, so to speak, as well as you can learn from the Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> um, and I'm, I can't speak for them, but I'm certain that if I, I had Carol or no Karen, money. they'd be on the first thing smoking to Nigeria. Um, and so I think while the the, the experiences are unique, it still kind of ties back to that same yearning, that wanting to get back to to your roots, essentially. Right. 
So, and I respect that because I, I've had my auntie who um, traveled to um, Ghana, got married in Ghana, and experienced it, and then she came back to the U.S. And even then, it was always come go back to Ghana with me, meet my, my husband's family, and it's never been anything that's been exciting to me. I'm like, eh, I'm not interested. It's, it's not that I'm... I just feel like because I've learned so much about Black Wall Street here in the United States, the vagrancy, how, you know, the criminal justice system started here in the United States and how we, like the vagrancy law and how we still overcome being shackled down even though I just felt like I'm proud of what we accomplished. And it's not about, it's not necessarily that I, I'm avoiding my roots but I don't feel that connection with them or the, of Africa. I don't feel that connection. And I, I, I feel it here. When I come here, I'm thinking about all my ancestors who are, you know, went through what they went through and, you know, how they unleashed herpes into our community to find out how it was, you know, and how many people that, you know, Rosa Park and Martin Luther King and all the strong leaders and Malcolm X and I'm just going over our history right here and our foundation. I get it that we didn't start it here, but we came here and we walked it out. And I'm like, I'm proud of that. And it's not that I don't want to learn about, you know, Africa. I'm more than humble to learn about their culture and their people and their traditions because I like to learn about everybody. But right here, we overcame what most people would never thought we would have. And even in 2019, we're still overcoming many things over and over again. We have the most, the, the best athletes out there from women to men. Our children are talented and we're coming up and we're rising above all. And I don't want, it's not that I don't want to take from that. I, I love where we started, but I'm, I'm embracing what we have right here. And it's, so my, there has never been an interest to go back and say, hey, how did this all start? No, I know we did it over here, but now I want to let the world know we're showing out over here. Mm-hmm. We don't need, I don't need to go back to, to justify that. I, we're showing out right here in the United States. And I love the fact that we're showing out because our, our swimmers, uh, <laughs> football players, I mean, all across the board, even if we get out of that, it, we're, we're leading in the medical field now. As African-American men and women from whether Jamaica, Africa, our nurses, they're, they're coming from all over the world just to be here to prove that we don't have to be somebody's statistic. And I love that, and that gives me, I'm proud of that. So it's not that I don't care about Africa, or it's just not that present. I want to continue to grow here and show our presence that we don't have to be afraid. I know we started from that, but we overcame all of it. So it sounds like you're um, more impressed and you want to just embrace more of the um, like the fight that we had to fight here and how we've progressed as a people, you know, coming mm-hmm. here as slaves, being freed, and then just building ourselves up educational-wise and in different aspects. That's what it sounds like to me. You're just embracing what we've built here. We're, we're strengthening here. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether people agree or not, we're strengthening here. It took a long battle. I mean, and it's not even that been that long ago. We're looking at 20, 30 years ago where we were still bottom, what I feel like at the bottom, 
but now we're raising up beyond all of that. And so I don't want to take from, yes, black women and, and, and black men too. I can see it in them. They're raising up beyond this mentality of we have to be lesser than. I wish they would hurry up and catch up with the women, but, you know, they're a little slower. And that's okay. But like I said, it's, and I never would disrespect Africa. I think that it needs to be embraced. And I think that the culture coming here and mixing in with us, I have met a, a lot of African people. I have had people who treat me very great. And I had some African people treat me like I was underneath their shoe. I, I don't judge, I judge per person. And I cut those people off who don't know how to act right. Mm-hmm. But the people who taught me, my uncle, I love him. He comes over here and he gets excited for the World Cup. And he'll come in there and wake me up and come in, like, come on, come on, we'll have some tea and, and we'll eat, you know, sweet bread and we'll watch, you know, the, mm-hmm. I have no idea nothing about soccer. But the excitement in his eyes that lights up in him when he's engaging in things that is from his, his culture, his world, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But I want to embrace what we have right here because we had our own struggles and I get it. They have theirs. But right here, America, we rock it. And I wanted, I want the world to know that I don't feel no shame about it. We did what we needed to do to survive. And we're still here. We're still strong. Our women, our kids, our men are strong. And we're still going strong. If given, right if right. given the opportunity um, tomorrow, a free plane ticket to Africa, any country in Africa, would you take it? No, I wouldn't. And if that's you, just... If you were given a free ticket to Hawaii or a Caribbean island, would you take it? Probably not either. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that I won't travel. I'm not saying that I won't travel. I'm just saying that right with our people, I mean, I may go to Africa. I don't know. I Only God knows what's going to happen in the future. He may mm-hmm. open up a different place in my heart and say that, hey, you know, maybe you do need to open up and see, yeah. you know, differently you things. You just don't genuinely feel that connection. And nothing, if you right. don't, you don't. There's nothing wrong with that. Because first of all, it's your Cohen, right? You don't want to pay him for your damn shit. So, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I just, but she needs, I appreciate you answering that or asking that question because I was going to ask her that too. Like, you know, no, no barcode, like, would you truly go if you had the opportunity? But, I mean, if you, with you saying no, that just lets us know you truly do not have a connection to, to Africa for you to say no, that you wouldn't even go because I'd be on the first plane out of this motherfucker if they let me. Um, <laughs> yeah, if it was I a- have a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So, um, Teresa, um, how do you feel mm-hmm. about, I would say, this new shift or this movement from the african-american um community and the culture wanting to get back to africa so to speak i can't tell you how many travel groups right now are running back to africa deals um around christmas which is usually the most fun time of the year um in west africa and you know they're running travel deals these folks are getting sold out in 20 minutes beyonce did a whole album around the lion king featuring i say strictly i want to i want to say strictly um african artists uh predominantly nigerian shout out to burner boy if y'all are <laughs> on the track <laughs> how do you feel about that there seems to be such a i mean there's listen sis they are selling dashikis on amazon like 
and yes, her turbans are the new thing. Head wrap. Everybody, everywhere I go is ashe, ashe. So how how does that make you feel? See, um, my views on it is it's going to help improve. The thing is, is in among the African American communities here in the United States, we have a lot of struggles. And a lot of them, I feel like they're lost. They don't know who they are, where they came from, and the the value behind themselves. So if that's going to allow, if you go back to Africa, and that's going to give you some sort of, of, you know, good heart, and you're going to come back, and you're going to have some values and some morals, and you're not going to be twerking, and, you know, allowing our children to call each other bitches and hoes and all these other derogatory things, and we're going to start building up our community, sure, if that's what's going to help. But if you're going over there just to have it say, oh, I went to Africa moment, then I don't think it's beneficial because it's like, okay, you're doing that for you, but what is that going to improve in our community? Mm-hmm. Because we still got little girls out here who don't know themselves, who are lost and deciding that being a mom at 16, 15 or whatever age is what to do or allowing some men to treat them. However, is what to do. So that's a topic for another conversation, but I'm just saying if it's going to improve our communities and bring it back here to the United States to give our kids and our communities morals and standards, so that we don't have to feel like we're lost. Sure, I would. I would be the first one to sign up to take a group over there because I feel like our people need to have some sort of. I, I just feel like they're, they're lost in this world. They feel like they don't have any value. Why are you out here killing each other? Like you should be helping your brother up. And we're not be selling each other drugs, but instead you don't have that value, so you want to kill each other. So if it's gonna help. I will be the first one, even without my desire, to go back to Africa to take a group over there to show them and say, and even learn myself, just to get our communities up here in the United States up and running and going like they're supposed to go. Because we can be leaders, but we're choosing to stay at the bottom. Because mm-hmm. that's what's being taught, to stay down there. That this is all you need to know. And I don't feel like that is. There's a whole world out here. And these kids are not being taught that, so... I'm happy with that. I think that it's just not even about teaching. I think there's just a generational divide about simply about caring about life, first of all. Like, like the day that we're growing up in is very techn- technological today. When I was a teenager, it wasn't none of all this stuff that, you know what I mean, cell phones, you got access to all of this different stuff, and they honestly do have more access to learn on their damn own versus somebody even having to teach them. Like, that, we got to be real about that part of it, too. That is so true. Most people probably don't even, it, when you're talking, I mean, because I guess we're, if we're going to talk about adults versus children, they got access to learn things on their own. Whether or not they care about it is on them. You know what I mean? And, and that goes for, like, high school and up, right? That's what I'm talking about. So, and then when you're talking about um, us killing each other, that dates back to slavery as well. We were forced to turn on each other most of the time so that we could honestly, so they could gain the loyalty of these slaves, right? And make them feel like they were going to be better in the big house or better because they got to be able to read a book this day or teach the Bible to others or this and that. A lot of a lot of the things that we go through now is the same shit that we went through back then just in a different way. And I, I, can, I can agree with that and I can see that, but I also see that there's a difference is that now but now I feel like our communities are trying to grow. 
and learn and achieve higher because right now our if you go and look at statistics of how many African American kids are getting into I I leave schools is it's it's off the rocket. And it was it is not even based off of oh you're you know, you're a child of color. Your merits are showing these kids are showing up with uh, 5.0s, and I didn't even know we were allowed to do that. <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm just saying, it's just like, you know, I, I feel like there's a difference where you go out and you say that you have the ability to learn versus kids who are being taught, oh, you can't learn anything. And I feel like these some of these kids are, are being taught that they can't learn anything, that they got to go out here and learn how to struggle out here. Versus yeah. the other kids are being taught, hey, no, here, let me show you a better way. Don't fight over here like this. Let me show you how to fight the right way. And that's where the, you see these kids are coming up, going to medical schools and, and becoming doctors and the first surgeons and first African-American surgeons and all of that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see you guys now. See, now you guys are showing out what you guys are really, your potential really is. Because somebody somewhere told them they can do it. Yeah, I, as me as a mom, because I'm a mom, and I was that young mom, to be honest with you, for me, it's important for me to not just teach about what we know now today here, um, because that does happen in my household, but also where we come from, also how we got <laughs> here, also the struggles that our people went through, and also how they could have possibly be living, where our family, and I mean my bloodline, runs from literally in the continent of Africa. So for me, it's important to not just talk about now or 30 years ago or, you know, the black market. Like, it's, it's important to say, like, this could have been our tribe or this is the, this could have been our land or this, you know what I mean? But for me, as a mother, that's important for me because I had to learn that on my own. It wasn't passed down in my household. But I had a right. mother who, um, you know, just kind of just didn't care about this stuff. Um, and, and it was just more so of a, you know, growing up in the crack era, just learning to, to survive, like how you were saying. So for me, right. I'm tired of just surviving. I want to, I want to, we, cause we done did that. We done survived. We proved right. that now. At this point, it's about making sure that we're advancing ourselves so that we can continue to progress. That's what it's Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that. I mean, we start, if, if you really truly want to look at the United States history, we started that back in 1920 with Black Wall Street before um, the United States Army decided they want to drop bombs down on it. I mean, we yeah. started, we had our, we had our own town, we had our own bus systems, we had our own plumbing. We was all, we already started that. And then we got set back because you got the jealous people on the other side, like, no, 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 they're progressing too quick because we had our own banking system. But right, so right. we already started that, and then we progressed. And then it was like, okay, now we got into the crack era and all those other areas because, you know, yeah. it was it was a struggle. And I understand, I can, I can almost understand what they went through, you know, building up their town to find out, you know, 400 people, uh, their people, their family, they have to bury because somebody else didn't like the fact that they had running toilets in their house and they didn't you know i i can understand how they felt so again i just feel like we we're setting ourselves up but i think that we can grow and we have shown that growth and i think we can continue to do that it's not taken away from africa i think that when african americans here right here are shining and proving that we are you know growing and achieving more 
that's a reflection of Africa because we started there. We're, hey, like they started over here, but look at them over here now. They're doing, yeah. they're doing the most. And I don't, I think that should empower Africa to know that they're, they're generational difference, but they're, they're over there improving themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to take from Africa. Africa came a long ways too, but we right here came a long way. I just wanted to make sure I got a synopsis. So basically you're saying if an individual that's here felt like that was going to be their, excuse me, contribution to African-Americans here in America, then you're fine with it. But you personally don't feel like you need that piece of you to complete anything. Correct. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm whole enough now in, in my life. I'm whole. I'm complete. I don't feel like I have anything missing. And I'm I'm just waiting for everybody for everybody else to find their peace so that they're can happy because it may take them to go to Africa to find their peace. But I'm at peace with myself. That is amazing because I agree that a lot of people don't feel that way about themselves. So that's amazing to hear you say that. I'm at peace. I love our history. I mean, I love Africa too, but I love our history here because if I can go back and I get to tell my daughters, I have four daughters that are all over the age of 18 now, and they're out there, they're in colleges, and they're showing out in these colleges. I just want, I want, I want Africa to be proud of my people over here. Don't, I don't want to be just be proud of Africa, but why, Africa be proud of us here because we, we're showing out for you too. It's it's a both. It's, we're going to give and take on both sides. We're showing that over here. We're letting you know that we we understand where we came from. So now we're going to improve it. And that I think this is our time right now. We're improving ourselves. Well, I definitely um, appreciate you guys telling us your viewpoint. Um, I appreciate you guys being with Travel Chat Repeat tonight. Um, do you guys want to have any final words? No, no guys, um, I enjoyed it. This is great. Yeah, see, women are great. Thank you. I learned a little bit myself tonight. (laughs) But thank you.